0: Welcome to season two of the Warriors of Education podcast, bringing you heartwarming and real conversations with teachers on the front line of education across the globe. I'm Karen Sarah Watson. I'm not only the host, but I am a teacher. This podcast is for people who want to better understand the experience of today's teachers. Come join us. Welcome to season two of the Warriors of Education podcast. I'm so excited today to have Daniela Florio. Um, she is from Surrey, England, which is such an honor to have somebody overseas. Uh, Danielle, it's so good to see you again. We did record a podcast before, but we had problems with the internet. So sure. thank you so much for coming back.
1: You are thank you. Thank you for having me, actually. Thank you.
0: Well, I'm just really excited because um In our conversation, and I want to talk about what we spoke about before, um, we were talking about the pandemic and how it was, things were very similar to what it was like here in the United States, where you are, but also there were so many differences in our perceptions of each other. So let's just start off with like what happened in Surrey. Um, when the pandemic came around? And and tell me a little bit about yourself, like what you teach and- Right,
1: okay. So yeah, I'm a qualified secondary school teacher and um, I work only part-time actually in secondary schools, but um, so during the pandemic, um, there were different things that happened. In particular, there was a bit of uh, chaos at the beginning because we were left a bit to try to figure out, um, particularly when it came to, you know, get everyone to sign up online and um, get all the students to, to have a laptop or a tablet or a mobile phone, anything that could help, you know, um, the children, the students to come online. Um, it's, um, from what I could hear from various colleagues, you know, it's, it's been a bit the same struggle everywhere where, you know, students, um, uh, you know, it took them a while to get used to be online. And, um, you know, initially uh, teachers were asked to work from home, to connect from home, but after a while, we were actually asked to uh, go back into the school and teach from school um, on um, you know the, the the apps that we were given to, to to work or the platforms that we were meant to use um, with time as well um, the, the government realized that there were a special educational need children or uh, children that had family parents that worked for the NHS or you know the services public services that really, they needed someone to to look after them. So these children were being sent to school. And um, uh, so there was this mix where uh, lessons were run from school, in person from the teacher, but um, some of the students would be there physically, like say four or five of them or however, and the reminder were actually on uh, on the platforms online, basically. Um, Once the students became used to this, Because the pandemic went on and on and on, then at some point the the young people, the young generation just got really fed up. They had no social life. They were really struggling. You know, uh, they found that long hours on the computer, just particularly the students in year 11, where, you know, there was so much uncertainty on, you know, like, are we going to have an exam in school? Are we not? Um, And then there was the stress that the government was saying, okay, there won't be any commission. So it would be down to the the actual um, teachers to to mark the papers and, um, you know, um, and so there was like a lot. So the students were like, particularly the ones in year 10 and, and definitely year 11, they were like particularly stressed to try to do the best they could. Um, whereas the others, they, they were like very frustrated. You know, um, we experienced an awful lot of uh, internet crashes, you know, where basically no one was able to get online and not just the schools, but because everyone was using the internet at the same time, you know, like um, while doing Zoom, we had to try and uh, reload back in over and over again because the lines were down basically so it's um it's been particularly particularly challenging um, in those days basically
0: and there was a very high level of
1: uncertainty on um, you know on, on everything really. Right.
0: And one of the things you said, which was so interesting to me that we talked about is that your perception of what was happening in the United States. Yes. Tell me tell me again what you were talking about with that.
1: Um, so, um, uh, what is it uh, we were saying?
0: We were saying, because we were talking about, you were saying the perception was the United States had it all together.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I know, I remember. So basically we were, I mean, uh, while I was talking to my colleagues, I've got some colleagues working out of Europe, like in Italy and in France as well. And they were saying to me that they were looking up to the US because they thought that you guys, uh, you know, hit the ground running with your um, getting the the, the students online with no troubles. Like, you know, one one of these one, a friend of mine, she's um, a secondary school English teacher. She was saying the um, the difficulty to get the students to get onto uh, the platforms online to do the lessons. Whereas she was saying to me, whereas I we know that in the US you know, they did so well and everybody, you know, they rallied, you know, all the students around and we look up to them, you know, because they did so well and it's like-
0: Which is so funny because as I was saying, like it was not that at all, we were not together. We were, I mean, we were having the same struggles with internet, we were having a hard time getting tablets to students, getting students online. It was really, it was, you know, I think it was, you know, what was interesting is that it was worldwide talking to you and right. talking, I talked to somebody from Edinburgh and he was also saying that it was the same thing. It was just all, all of us across the world struggled with this online learning. Right, um, right. So, um, which is so interesting because- it,
1: I think what, what um, the teachers down, like I spoke to someone in Spain as well, and uh, what the impression was that you guys, they were the, you were the first ones that said, okay, all the lessons are going to be online and you guys organized yourselves, you, you know, like things they just like clicked and you, had, you hit the ground running, blah, blah. And so they were just like having this magnificent idea of perfection. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and we had no idea, no idea that um, you were actually facing the, the, same, the same problems is that is just the way things came across down this end.
0: It's so, so interesting. Well, tell me what, te- so the other thing I want to say about you is that you're also um, Italian chef, you're a chef, you, you teach cooking classes too, which is- Yes. And are you still doing that?
1: Uh, yes, yes, I set down some, uh, some lessons and the special one will be for Christmas. Uh, So, I will do a special cooking class uh, in December, and uh, it's going to be so exciting because um, together with the language, it's um, uh, about learning the culture as well, and uh, how that's perceived. I mean, we were just, you know, talking how perception sometimes you know, can make things look different from what they are, and I just thought, like, it's so important for adults that love traveling, and hopefully, I I know a few of them have already been to Italy this year, not many, but next year, a lot of people are looking to go back, and, you know, they can learn so much more through
0: um, a cooking lesson, you know. I love that. I'd love that you do that too. So tell me about you went. So tell me about this year. What's happening with you now? Because um, we haven't spoken in a while. We've returned to schools. Are you fully back? Is everybody fully back? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We are completely all fully back. Um, there are uh, very slight variations between the schools um, initially uh, in the month of September. Um, schools were asked to be testing the students every two days um, or so. Um, So everybody was able to actually not necessarily having to wear the mask. Um, Most of them were initially and the teachers as well. And then within the months, masks are required to be worn in communal areas in particular. Um, uh, some students prefer to still wear the mask in the class, uh, it's entirely up to the individuals what they want to do, but, um, all the classes, um, are, everyone is back in, in school and, uh, it's like really life back to normal, to be honest with you, if we want to say normal.
0: Are you all vaccinated? Like, is everybody vaccinated there?
1: Well, most of us are, most of us are. Um, unfortunately, uh, there have been a few waves of uh, COVID at the moment where a lot of people are experiencing some flu symptoms and it's been turning out um, that a lot of this actually, it's actually is COVID, it's not flu. Um, so there, there is like COVID is getting, is getting the variation, And uh, the other thing that I noticed is that we have uh, about 210,000 students having been off school in the past couple of weeks because they've been affected by COVID. So um, the schools are a breeding ground, uh, clearly, for the COVID. But a lot uh, is being done um, around this. So. Um, There are new procedures where students are being asked to wash their hands and disinfect their hands often. Um, You know, like the desks are being wiped, uh, disinfected um, after every lesson or, or so, you know, so there are still measures being taken, but you cannot avoid, you know, students mixing together and eventually passing on any...
0: Yeah, anything. so, but but they're not required to wear masks. So, people, the students, yeah. so there's, uh, oh my gosh, because their you, choice. we have mad mask mandates in New York. I don't know uh, if you no, know not about yet. that.
1: We have that, well, at least in, sorry, at least in the schools I am.
0: Yeah, we have a vaccine mandate and a mask mandate. So, right, right. At all so, that, students have yeah, to. Yeah, children
1: masks. are being vaccinated here above the age of 12.
0: 12, yeah. Um, so you
1: know there there is a little bit of struggle you know like everywhere again um, there will be the odd the teachers or students that don't don't wish to be vaccinated and um, you know we we don't really have um, I mean for instance in 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 Europe um, there is um, the green pass mandate which is. Mandatory now, in in a word, in two words, Um, not so much over here, things in the UK, um, particularly in England, are a bit more flexible uh, in that sense. So um, as far as the schools are concerned, um, you know, it's completely up to the individual. Um, It's highly advised um, for people and the government is calling forward. Uh, teachers and students and the staff alike within the schools to take the vaccination. But um, a lot of us have had um, two vaccinations plus uh, the flu job. I've had the flu job beginning of October. You know, that's all we can do really at present.
0: Well, how do you feel about, I mean, being in a classroom with kids who are not may not be vaccinated and also maybe not be wearing masks um does that bring any well, stress to you or
1: the, the thing is that um the figures are showing at the moment that a lot of people that are being vaccinated they are still getting infecting or still getting infected or infecting others so um you know i think it's gonna be completely down to the person like to myself you know if i want to wear a mask then i will want i will be wearing a mask and um you know and i will be you know carrying with me a disinfectant for my hands and you know just keep distance you know it's entirely up to me basically but you know i have to be in school i have to be there and um yeah you cannot simply force everyone to, to follow the you know the, the requirements and you know that's that's the way it is unfortunately you know I, I i don't think there will ever be an ideal or perfect situation you know as long as like a 75 of the population is being vaccinated i mean the figures are clearly showing that at present, we are um, having about 50,000 new infected people per day, and um, we are about hitting a 100 mark deaths per day. I mean, if we recall the days when, um, you know, without vaccination, we had over 1,000 people dying per day. I mean, definitely the vaccines are working. Um, but... You Know as, as far as the schools are concerned, I've uh, even my next door neighbor uh, daughters have got have had COVID, and uh, you know, basically, a third week in normally we shut the schools for summer term, third week in apologies in, in um, July. And uh, the, most of the schools had to close one or even two weeks before, because the schools were rife with uh, infections. and um, so they decided to anticipate the end of the school because it was no longer I mean both staff and children were being affected, and there was no chance that you know it didn't make sense to carry on with the education. so they they just, you know, the, the year had gone like that anyways. So what happens? Decided.
0: What happens if there's a COVID case in your school? Does the, the does the classroom shut down or does nothing no, happen? No, nothing
1: no, no, they just they just tell uh, the child to isolate, perhaps, and um, and that's it. Yeah, no, they don't do any of that anymore.
0: Wow. And how does this affect you? Does this affect you at all? Or have, are you just used to it at this point that it doesn't? No, happen? we are used to it. <laughs> okay. We just get on with it. Um, so what is it like being back in the classroom with kids back in the classroom? Is there a game of catch up with the kids? Do you feel, or is everybody just right on course? And it's just because you said everything's back to normal and I'm curious what normal is and if that's right.
1: Well, um, So, no, there have been delays. I mean, when I say normal, I say literally physically back to school, but actually it's not quite normal in that sense. I mean, a lot of tests that are being carried out at the beginning of each year to do the assessment, the children's level and all of that, um, have been pushed back. Um, And so, for instance, normally they are, Done by by the end max by the end of September all the tests are being done and we are like closing to um, half term which is next week um, and um, there were still consultation or when do we do it and you know like probably most schools have gone now through all of that but there has been like literally a one month delay on, on on that on the, on, the, on the way the the program and the school is being run there was a lot of loss of time um, back at the beginning of September uh, with all the time that had been used for instance to accommodate the changes between the classes Um, you know some special rotations have been put in place. Uh, For instance uh, they've created still some kind of hubs you know where you know, clusters of children that they stay, you know, together to to limit the the possibility of infection. And basically in order to organize everything, you know, there have been quite some delays and um, there have been some tests that have been, again, delayed. And, you know, I think from the uh, students' perspective, Uh, they are very well aware of that what has happened was huge. And um, the the classes are more manageable in a way, you know. um, But, you know, uh, it's still a lot to do. And um, I don't know, what is the situation in in the U.S. uh, in respect? Are you running like with any delays or i mean in terms
0: of, in terms of curriculum the students, and- the students are behind i mean they're definitely right, right. now i teach in elementary school so it's a little bit different but um okay. i know the kids in elementary are behind but i know that the that all of the schools have hit the ground running with testing like testing is insane right now they are right. testing everybody's testing there's so much testing right now that we're, we're even have a hard time just teaching a regular class because kids are being pulled out to be tested. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's a lot of testing, and it's it's a it's it's a lot for these students to walk back into yeah. um, right now. And I think every teacher is struggling with that. We yeah. also, um, but again you know, we've lost teachers because of the vaccine mandate. We've had like teachers who've been there forever who didn't wanna get the vaccine, had they had to leave. So we're understaffed. Um, I think that's another right. issue with schools that a lot of schools are understaffed. We don't have enough paraprofessionals for the the kids who yes. may have special needs, um, who have IEPs who may need um, that's extra help. So we're struggling. I have to say, it's not, I mean, it's nice for me personally, I prefer to be in person than I did online, by far. Um, and I feel safer because we have masks and, and, and mask mandates. But still, still, COVID is going around. I mean, it's like we, we're with unvaccinated children because they haven't come up with a vaccine for the little ones. As
1: far as I'm aware, you know, kids in primary schools, um, they were um, awaiting about two weeks ago. They were still asking around, when is it we're going to do the tests? That's right. what I know, right? So uh, this was two weeks ago. So you know they might have been able to start and have them, you know, do them basically. But I know they were very behind, and you know there were questions, um, as in when and how
0: and and all of that basically. So. Yeah, I mean, it feels, um, I'm overwhelmed, and I'm a theater teacher, so I'm not even in the regular classroom where I have, you know, or I have all these testing, all this testing to do. Um, I'm lucky in that way, but I do see what's happening around me. I know that the students are being affected by it. I think it's overwhelming for students to have, mm-hmm. that have been, We I find that the children who were online all last year are really behind, like really, even struggling yes emotionally and um, just with everyday things like lining up and how to socialize. I mean, I I feel like, I I feel like at least where I am, that there wasn't any sort of intro for the kids to come back at. Like where I feel like the first month, you know, I know we have to hit the ground running to catch up, but I also feel like maybe the first month should have been spent, just re-socializing just everybody getting back into the swing of things like talking about you know talk about social emotional learning i mean again
1: this is the reason why you know the curriculum is behind and children are behind because the government also here uh, they've been focusing on reintroducing the children into their routine into the school and for the for the first at least 10 days you know they've been focusing on you know, um, enabling the children to become used again to socialize, you know, and um, so that there, there wasn't uh, much really to 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 work on um, in terms of program because uh, simply there wasn't um, what it's been noticed very clearly. It's the psychological impact that the, the COVID and the lockdown is caused on a lot of children, let alone the special educational need ones. You know, um, although in this country they had to carry on coming to school throughout the whole of the lockdown, just to avoid them, you know, suffer the most. Um, so when I spoke to a few of them. I said, so what it feels like, you know, when you are back in school now, and all of your friends are back, yeah, the same. I never stopped coming, so you know, like, so actually, that made me feel that that process really did help, did have the effect, the desired effect.
0: Wow. Honest, you know. Yes. So, they, so yeah. let me just reiterate. So, they, you, you're saying that they did spend time getting the kids reintroduced into school. They did, they did, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's incredible that they did that. It's like, we didn't have that grace period. We would just, we literally got into school and they hit the ground running and there, you know it's been up to us as the teachers to try to deal with whatever social emotional um, issues that have come up with the students. Um, I I find it um, this year, there's more management issues than I've had before because of just the time that has gone by since they've all been in class together, you know? Um, So it's- I I
1: wanted to say that uh, in in view of the opening of for the new year, there has been some training going on for the teachers at the end of the previous academic year in uh, July, where we had to get ready to, you know, deal with the emotional side of things um and yeah so that was um i was quite impressed with that basically that's incredible
0: I mean, that's incredible that you did that. I mean, and and it probably, it's probably why you said it's like, we're just back and we're, you're, you're just kind of in the groove of things without going through a transition, too much of a transition, because you were trained for that. We were not mm-hmm. trained. We were not given a training program. I think that was probably the, the biggest loss this year was not being able to have any sort of professional development on coming back from the pandemic and how to get the kids well adjusted and Mm-mm. back socializing again right now yeah. it's like we're back to full capacity in our school the classes are packed again it took me yes. weeks to just get used to having a full class again i was exhausted yes. because i was not used to like 30 kids in a classroom again i was at, i had 12 kids before and then i went in, into up to 30 yes, so 30. Yeah. Yeah. how was how was that for you did you have Yes,
1: yeah, no, well, exactly the same thing, to be honest with you, exactly the same. And even the children themselves, you know, they were like, you know, we shouldn't be, there was a bit of moaning going on as well because the class was full and sometimes they felt that they could take five minutes to discuss their feelings, you know, and they were saying, you know, it's not fair, we should all be maybe at home or some of them were grateful. They were grateful that they could be actually in school, even if there weren't many of them and the classes were not full. Um, definitely one thing I've noticed that once they were all back in, it's been absolutely exhausting, you know, to, um, to get the energy, the noise, the, uh, the amount of coordination, you know, and the amount of work and, you know, splitting the classes in, a, in, a, in different hubs. You know, and just work through it that way, basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's. I think it's it's great that you guys did that, and I, I think that that is really unfortunate that we did not do that. Yeah.
1: I mean, obviously, um, how it works over here, um, each school is quite independent in the way they want to organize things, and the government provides some guidelines. But you know, the the, the schools I've been in myself. Um, you know, um, they've been quite great at um, providing that sort of uh, support to um, to the staff and the Has, teachers. Have,
0: have the parents been supportive of you? Um, like because uh, absolutely
1: yes, that's yeah, absolutely great. yes.
0: So what we're dealing with also is that I mean we're also dealing with mask mandates and there's been a lot of like parents wanting the kids not to have masks in school. And there's, there's so much pressure on that, that it's just been an uproar of just parents against teachers, against administration, against, you know, it's so, there's such an uproar right now. Through, right. Through, well, sure. well, I don't well we heard do about do the, the unions.
1: Yeah. We do, do have the unions that are actually trying to deal with that and trying to, you know, uh, bring the government, uh, bring awareness to the government of the actual issues that are going on, you know, as far as the, um, uh, you know, the situation and the working conditions that the teachers are undergoing and the pressures. Because at the moment they still, uh, there were talks last week about what do we do with the GCSEs, with with the exams for the final year. And even that is a bit up in the air still again this year because they don't know what's going to happen. Right. Um, you know, like uh, I I did hear um, that there might be the, we might still experience some localized lockdowns, for instance, because the figures you know the infections are are, are going higher and higher, and you know whether that's true or not. So in view of all of these possible disruptions and delays that they've been experienced at the beginning of the year anyways you know uh, there is this question of you know what do how do we uh, support the the teachers and and the i must say you mentioned earlier on about the parents they've been very supportive but at the same time they've been feeling also very anxious that I've been sensing a lot of anxiety from, you know, the, the parents. Uh, I can see even more fathers, you know, come in to pick up the children and, and to speak, and, you know, like I, I met one today and he said he's now working part-time even, you know, so that he can support, you know, the child education, you know, like, I think the families have been feeling under um, an enormous um, stress and pressure to try and, and guarantee their own children the education that they would have normally had and it's not there anymore i mean it is there but it's all being delayed and the uh, psychological and emotional stress that a lot of them have undergone is a result of that right you know so um i, I think it's not just about us as teachers, but also the parents, you know, they've been, you know, taking the hit on their own personal lives, their own jobs, and as a result, also, the way, you know, the, the children have been affected um, with their education, and, and they've been quite concerned, so, and uh, they've been, you know, like, very, very, very supportive of us teachers, but... You know we are all basically in the same boat in a way so we are trying to do the best we can
0: yeah and, and i think uh, that's yeah
1: and work with the children really you know work right. the best we can to to provide the best education we can right in the circumstances
0: yeah me. i mean it's it, but it sounds it just sounds much healthier from where you are than <laughs> where I am but anyway we're gonna to have to wrap it up but um I do want to say that um I'm glad that we got to talk again and um yes, it's likewise. so interesting to see what's happening where you are how similar we are but yet how so different things are yes. also and yes, yes, stuff yes. that the United States could learn from you know Surrey you know what's happening in Surrey I, I think that it's really important that what's happening but also um, I, I want people to know that you do have this cooking class to, that's why I brought it up and so we'll post about that in case anybody wants to oh, thank you amazing Italian cooking and um, <laughs> I love your Instagram with your pictures from Italy too it just sounds oh, absolutely yes. divine but um, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the Warriors of Education podcast again and we'll definitely keep in touch and see how things are going over there and I just wish definitely. thank
1: you for having me
0: yeah, thank you. And just the best of luck with getting back into things. and, yes, um, and likewise, yes. And help. We all
1: need, you know, the best support, supporting each other. And what you do here with your podcast is amazing. And I just love, you know, to listen to the other interviews. You've been doing extremely, very, very interesting to hear about everybody's different approach and point of view of what's happening in the education around the world. Thank you so much for this because it's really an amazing service.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Take care. Thank you.
1: All right. Thank
0: you. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Warriors of Education. This podcast is produced by me, Karen Sarah Watson, edited by Eliza Renzi and recorded in Brooklyn, New York. Make sure you subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you download podcasts. If you are a teacher or know a teacher who would like to share a story, contact us at warriorsofeducation at gmail.com. Or on our website, warriorsofeducation.com. Teachers, we hear you, we see you, we honor you. Thank you.